Chapter Thirty of the Nibelungenlied. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Nibelungenlied, translated by Daniel B. Shumway. Adventure Thirty: How They Kept the Watch. The day had now an end, and the night drew nigh. Hare beset the wayworn travellers, as to when they should go to bed and rest them. This Hagen bespake with Etzel, and it was told them soon. Gunther spake to the host, God be with you. We would fain go to our sleep. Pray give us leave. We will come early on the morrow, whomsoever ye bid. Edsel parted them full merrily from his guests. Men pressed the strangers on every side, at which brave Foker spake to the Huns. How dare ye crowd before the warriors' feet, and ye will not leave this, ye will fare full ill. I'll smite some man so heavy a fiddle-blow, that if he had a faithful friend, he may well bewail it. Why give ye not way before us knights? Methinks twere well all pass for knights, but be not of equal metal. As the fiddler spake thus in wrath, Hagen the brave looked behind him. He spake, The bold gleeman doth advise you right, ye men of Crimhild. Ye should hie to your lodgings. I ween none of you will do what ye are minded, but would ye begin aught, come early on the morrow, and let us wanderers have peace to-night. Certes, I ween that it hath never happed with such good will on the part of heroes. Then the guests were brought into a spacious hall, which they found pervade on every side with costly beds, long and broad, for the warriors. Lady Crimhild planned the very greatest wrongs against them. One saw there many a cunningly wrought quilt from Arras, of shrinking silken cloth and many a coverlet of arabian silk the best that might be had upon this round border that shone in princely wise many bed covers of ermine and of black sable were seen beneath which they should have their ease at night until the dawn of day never hath a king lain so lordly with his many alas for these night quarters spake gisela the youth and alas for my friends who become with us however kindly my sister greeted us yet i do fear me that through her fault we must soon lie dead now give over your care quoth hagen the knight i'll stand watch myself to-night i trow to guard us well until the day doth come therefore have no fear after that let him survive who may all bowed low and said him gramercy then they went to their beds. A short while after the stately men had laid them down, bold Hagen, the hero, began to arm him. Then the fiddler, knight Folker, spake, If it scorn you not, Hagen, I would fain hold the watch with you to-night, until the early morn. The hero then thanked Folker in loving wise. Now God of heaven requite you, dear Folker in all my cares i would crave none other than you alone whenever i had need 
i shall repay you well and death hinder me not both then donned their shining armour and either took his shield in hand walked out of the house and stood before the door thus they cared for the guests in faithful wise the doughty falker leaned his good shield against the side of the hall then turned him back and fetched his fiddle and served his friends as well as will befit a hero beneath the door of the house he sank him down upon a stone bolder fiddler there never was when the tones of the strings ran forth so sweetly the proud wanderers gave falker thanks at first the strings twanged so that the whole house resounded his strength and his skill were both passing great then sweeter and softer he began to play and thus many a careworn man he lulled to sleep when he marked that all had fallen asleep the knight took again his shield and left the room and took his stand before the tower and there he guarded the wanderers against Krimhilda's men twas about the middle of the night i know not but what happened a little earlier that bold falker spied the glint of a helmet afar in the darkness Krimhilda's men would fain have harmed the guests then the fiddler spake sir hagen my friend it behooveth us to bear these cares together before the house i see armed men stand and ere i not i ween they would encounter us be silent quoth hagen let them draw nearer before they beware of us then will helmets be dislodged by the swords in the hands of us twain they will be sent back to krimhilda in evil plight one of the hunnish warriors full soon had happed marked that the door was guarded how quickly then he spake that which we have in mind may not now come to pass i see the fiddler stand on guard on his head he weareth a glittering helmet shining and hard strong and whole his armour rings flash out like fire by him standeth hagen in sooth the guests be well guarded straightway they turned then when falker saw this wrathfully he spake to his comrade in arms now let me from the house to the warriors i would fain put some questions to lady krimhilda's men for my sake no quoth hagen if ye leave the house the doughty knights are like to bring you in such stress with their swords that i must aid you even should it be the death of all my kin as soon as we be come into the fray twain of them or four would in a short time run into the house and would bring such scathe upon the sleepers that we might never cease to mourn then falker answered let us bring it to pass that they note that i have seen them so that krimhilda's men may not deny that they would fain have acted faithlessly straightway falker then called out to them how go ye thus armed ye doughty knights would ye ride to rob ye men of krimhilda then must ye have the help of me and my comrade in arms to this none made reply angry grew his mood fie ye evil cowards spake the good knight would ye have murdered us asleep that hath been done full seldom to such good heroes then the queen was told that her messengers had compassed naught rightly did it vex her and with wrathful mood she made another plan through this brave heroes and good must needs thereafter perish 
End of chapter 30 Reading by Alan Mapstone in Oxford, England